I V M. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Triangle Offense. I'm Munish. As always, I'm joined by Nishant. On today's episode, I want to talk about a debate that has been uh, having some of the few, the small market teams, kind of complaining about the buyout market. Uh, this buyout season, we saw Allrich go to the Nets. This buyout saw, season. Yeah, it was the buyout season because <laughs> the free the deadline was over, and then you saw a bunch of guys got bought out, right? Yeah. Blake Griffin went to the Nets. Allrich went to the Nets. Andre Drummond went to the Lakers. Debakas Cousins is most likely going to the Clippers. And one yeah. thing common amongst all of this are they are all contenders and they're all big market teams. So it kind of you never see a you never see a player who's on the buyout market go to a smaller team. Right. Uh, for example, Lamarcus Aldridge this time he had a chance to go to say Portland. He had a chance to go to uh, some some team like the Boston Celtics and improve them where he'll get regular playing time. But instead, he chose the Nets where he'll be maybe the seventh yeah. player there, eighth player there. He'll get a few minutes here and there, but a real chance of chip. Uh, the Nets in return did not lose anything. They added Blake Griffin and Aldridge, similar players in the similar spot, and they didn't really lose anything. And they added that to an already strong squad. The Lakers similarly added Drummond. I mean, Drummond could have gone anywhere. He could have, uh, he would have got. I mean, you know that he's not going to extend his contract with the Lakers. The Lakers are no way going to have him in the squad for next season. They're not going to, they're not going to be able to afford that contract. It's a small contract for the end of the season, and that's about it. He helps them win a chip or go however far as he can. So, is it kind of fair? I mean, the Cleveland in this scenario lost out on Drummond uh, for literally nothing. So, it's kind of unfair on the smaller teams, don't you think? Yeah, I I get the debate. I don't think it's unfair. I think mm-hmm. when I think when we look at this in isolation, we we kind of lose perspective of some of the other other possibilities and eventualities in the league. For instance, mm-hmm. what we say about buyout players going to big markets and chip contenders and never considering small market teams mm-hmm. is not true of free agents. Also, when you see free agents, most free agents, elite ones, end up mm-hmm. at at massive teams. I like. You'd be hard pressed to find free agents that actually choose a small market team, unless mm-hmm. it's ridiculous money, and even then, it's quite a rarity. So, so then, what so your problem then is not with players that get bought out, uh, uh-huh. end up th- that they end up choosing big teams. That happens in free agency, and in fact, after getting bought out, they are free agents. So, from that mm-hmm. point on, it is like a free agency. The problem then, the debate right. should be around how a player under contract. Can skip a bunch of steps and go straight to free agency through mm-hmm. a buyout, and yes, he takes a financial hit in the process. I don't have an issue with this because now Cleveland, we're talking about how they were left high and dry; they didn't have a choice but to buy out Drummond's contract. But what was their plan like? Why did they even trade for Drummond? They knew it was a huge contract. They knew it was a player um, that largely does one thing very well, and he's not very efficient at doing anything else. He's not a great defender by any stretch. Not not the most efficient scorer. He's an elite rebounder, best in the league, mm-hmm. and and some of that some of that rebounding, best in the league, by the way, is is stat padded, maybe not intentionally by his atrocious shooting. He does so so much shooting in the paint that he gets a bunch of his own misses that count as offensive rebounds. So that's <laughs> not even kidding. It's a significant. <laughs> so what are they thinking exactly? Like why in the world did they even trade for him? Right? You trade for him, okay? You made a business move. You tried mm-hmm. to trade him out. You made another business move, and in doing so, you decided to bench him and not play him any further. So he's not mm-hmm. really showcasing his talent. You've shot yourself in the foot. You brought this player in at a ridiculous contract, where you had no plan to do anything with him. 
where at the time you had a bunch of big men. I think Tristan Thompson was still around. Kevin Love was there. Then you had a Drummond. Larry Nance was around. Like, what was your plan exactly? And then you tried to get yourself out by trading him. Nobody came forward. Not at that contract. Your only other option left is to buy out. At least mm-hmm. there is that option. Like, be grateful. If I were Cleveland, I'd be grateful there is that option at the very least. Or I'm stuck with that contract till it ends. So, so they buy him out. What happens from that point on is good old free agency. So I wouldn't right. call it the outcome of a buyout. A buyout right. is just a shortcut to free agency, right? And sometimes I would look at a world without a buyout. Would Cleveland be happier? I don't think so. They'd be stuck with Drummond and his contract. And and they couldn't they wouldn't really be able to trade him for anything. So I'm not yeah, I, I don't think it's, it's let's, so bad. Let's take the example of Blake Griffin here, right? Yeah. Um now since he went to Detroit, he's been injured. He kind of took them to the playoffs one season, then he's been injured for a long, long time. He didn't dunk in two years. He got bought out. He's the now. first game with Nets, the first point he scored was a dunk. And then he's been doing pretty decent. So, where was this motivation while in Detroit? I mean, he literally looked like he couldn't play basketball. And then suddenly, he goes to a bigger team. And the, I mean, you yeah. see Detroit reason for buying him out, right? I mean, there was no point in keeping him on that contract. And now, suddenly, he's a different player. So, how fair is it on some a team like Detroit that they couldn't get the best out of even remotely? Like, he was not even 50% of the player he's in the last one week or so. So yeah. how fair is it on a team like Detroit? Can something be done to... I mean, hey, it's as, it's as fair as any business where you recruit who you think is a top talent and he's not motivated to perform. It's your problem. It's a business problem. It's a, it's the same anywhere in the world. I don't think mm-hmm. that has any... Uh, like the buyout debate, this has no bearing on that because mm-hmm. these are two different things. They traded for Blake Griffin. Maybe they thought he was still the same guy or they could get some value out of him. And he got injured a lot. Happens. Happens to John Wall and, and the Wizards. Happened to a bunch of franchises where star players got injured for a long time. Uh, would, I mean, should the Golden State... Forget that the Golden State won all those titles and so they don't complain. Imagine if they traded for Clay Thompson. Elite player. No question he's worth that trade. And then he sits mm-hmm. out two full seasons. What do you want to do? It happens in basketball. It's the cost of doing business. So, I don't think that had a particular impact on the buyout uh, scenario. Yeah, they they lucked out initially when they got him, and then tough luck when when he got when he got injured. So he looked like a shell of a player, which I still think he is. Those dunks are not changing anything for me. He's not the guy that he was, and they wanted to trade him out. Same thing again. They benched him, didn't play him. When you do that, when you take yeah. that drastic step of you're not going to play him any any more minutes, and you want to trade him out, you are essentially telling people you are desperate to get rid of the guy. What kind of offers do you think you will get in return? Not competitive right. ones, for sure, uh, if any. So then, again, Detroit, same scenario as Cleveland. They made a few business decisions. It didn't work out. They couldn't get the best of him. Injuries got the best of him and uh, got the better of him. And then and then what are you left with? You're left with either a choice to stick to the contract or... And that, that contract goes both ways, right? I don't have any sympathy for the franchises either because when they sign elite players for contracts that are well under their value, because mm-hmm. at the time they were young or whatever, like like the famous Scotty Pippen story, or because the players chose long-term guaranteed money over mm-hmm. short-term but high-value money. It goes both ways. Like you could get a phenomenal player at a dot cheap contract. Look at all the rookie contracts around the league. Look what Luca gets paid, right? I think Stephen A. Smith, Skip Bayless, these guys get paid more than Luca Doncic. So um, <laughs> it's it's how it goes in in business. I wouldn't the buyout, in fact gives you at least a shortcut as a player and as a uh, as a franchise that when you're stuck in a player-franchise relationship where it's not working out at all, there is a provision 
to to end that contract mutually with somebody or the other taking a financial hit in most cases both and mm-hmm. and moving on i think it's a useful tool to have because otherwise you are staring at a no exit contract situation where mm-hmm. neither party really has a way out except to to you know play, pay the full length of the contract that's not favorable for either party so i'm 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 quite cool with the buyout situation i think the biggest is problem it- let me let me close with this the biggest problem uh-huh. people have with buyouts is where the players end up after the buyouts right and you should exactly. have a problem with free agency rules because mm-hmm. the second a buyout occurs you are now dealing with a free agent situation it's not the buyout's fault exactly that the player ends up where he does the same thing happens in free agency all the time and we don't have a problem with that no i know where you're getting at and i totally agree when you say that uh drummond was considered a trash player and now that he suddenly on the lakers you're like how can the lakers trade for him blake griffin Correct. was considered washed out and then suddenly he's on the nets and yeah, people no, are like yeah no everyone's crying yeah <laughs> so yeah I, i get that part of it but uh, think of it from a player's perspective like someone like an aldridge right he still has some value he's still a good three point shooter he could have got more minutes as a starter on say a boston celtics or as one of the smaller teams and they could still be stronger but he chose the nets do you th- find that kind of uh okay like would you settle for would you stick on to a chip winning team rather than go to a team where you could add the most value you know for all the talk that we do about players should need to prioritize chips aldridge gets a lot of beating for prioritizing a chip mm-hmm. i've told all the time why is uh, james harden doing this shouldn't he be going there where he has the best shot at winning a chip before he ends his career should why is westbrook in washington shouldn't he be at a chip winning blah 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 Chris Paul widely chose that uh, do over job at the Phoenix Suns, where he could have gone to say like the Clippers if they wanted him or some such mm-hmm. team and help them win the chip. We mm-hmm. talk about players and how they should put themselves in the best position to win a chip all the time, as if we decide what they want. Mm-hmm. And then when one player finally decides to prioritize a chip, we lose our minds. It's it's exactly like how Blake Griffin, Aldridge before they chose the Brooklyn Nets. would you really care where they went do you, do you think they would have made any difference to any franchise's chances of winning the chip or making the playoffs or whatever they're nice experienced buffer players to have and great mentors for your young players but on court mm-hmm. results would you think they would have made much of an impact no um drummond anywhere except the lakers or nets or one of these teams would it matter like he could go to boston and i still wouldn't be able to care much so it's just this is just favorite hating where you look at a big team and getting Absolutely. stronger and and you just hate it this is galacticos in the making and it's just uh, it it seems unfair it is but then it isn't like it's totally legal what what these teams did and i know what you said like, it's the hate all the time for sticking on to the warriors and already strong warriors became stronger with the addition of kevin durant and he was criticized But I buy then, that though, don't you? But I buy that because I don't think Aldridge and Blake Griffin in their present scenarios are anywhere comparable to what KD was when he went to the when mm-hmm. he went to the Warriors. That was an MVP winning player right. on one of the fiercest teams in the West that simply couldn't get past the Warriors, that OKC team. Come what may, they couldn't take down the Warriors. Yeah. And so what does KD do? Their best player, the best player in the league, goes joins the team that he couldn't be. It's like if Ma- Michael Jordan joined the Bad Boy Pistons. like that was mm-hmm. the equivalent that was pretty much what happened the, i totally right. get, get get why that hate came around although it is his choice it is his, but but as fans i understand why people made he still that. gets that hate doesn't he i mean he came to the yeah. brooklyn nets assembled a avengers kind of scenario here gordon trade gordon yeah. james harden and now all rage and blake griffin and all those pieces and looks like the favorite yet again yeah i think that uh, 
partly has to do with um so, so lebron james has a legion of fans mm-hmm. and a bit of this is is kind of revenge hit and we sound well and truly juvenile at this point in this discussion but uh, I, this is lebron james got thrashed for that decision the talents to south beach thing when mm-hmm. he went to miami and then he came to cleveland and again he put together a mini galacticos in the east with with all the players they had a few and then they added a bunch and and lebron james got tremendous hate for that right how much help does the best player in the world need to win a chip and and so when kd went to golden state that was worthy of criticism truly that really was mm-hmm. he didn't put together a team like lebron did at at miami or whatever he, he even joined <laughs> the best team in the league by far the team that just came off the greatest single season regular season record so uh, so then kd got a lot of that backlash of mm-hmm. like you, you guys say it to lebron you don't say it to kd and so kd kind of it, it kind of amplified the criticism on kd in brooklyn even before they signed even before they signed james harden i think it started right like how much help does kd need yep. to be yep. a 36 year old man that was the that was the narrative so i think a lot of this hate this noise is online and a lot of the noise is is sort of retaliatory to um, like what happened to lebron james and people getting hurt and taking it personally <laughs> that's when it became personal with them all right so no problem for the buyout market then i agree i mean i get the players point of view i get the team's point of view and i know that the smaller teams do not want to get on the wrong side of the agents so they decide to agree to a buyout even if they are yeah. not really 100% into the deal so it's the cost it's, of doing business exactly i totally agree amongst all this uh, buyouts that have happened in the past couple of weeks uh, how would you rate them drum and griffin allridge or cousins uh, if you had to rate the best of the four picks best for whom the team that got rid of them or the team that signed them <laughs> who had the most value who who okay. which team got strengthened by which of these players the most but who's the fourth there's drummond there's uh, there's drummond there's griffin, griffin there's allridge and there's cousins who's on oh, his way to clippers okay uh, i if fit if fully fit even in current form and and wherever he is in his career today i think cousins should be the biggest impact Mm-hmm. because he's a he's a legit 7 footer big man great rebounder strong interior scoring very good defender yeah and an average just slightly above average outside shooter so, so creates creates a hell of a lot of spacing problems and nice pick and roll scenarios extremely important for the clippers team that it's incredible how well they're performing and it shows you the strength of their two superstars kawai and paul george because they still don't have a point, point guard worth anything yeah. they have rondo he'll come in in the playoffs but it's regular season like who cares so they don't have a point guard worth anything and they have not had a proper big man for a while they had montresor right. last year who as good as he is is undersized against a lot of matchups mm-hmm. then they had they had zubach and whatever who are still growing still learning and then they added ibaka who's largely one missing right he's not been yeah. what he's missed would. the last 11 games yeah which makes you wonder as a side, on a on a side note you got to respect masai ujiri all that more uh, in toronto got rid of magasol probably the perfect time to do it cuz <laughs> you're seeing it now ibaka again like people question him when he gave up both his big man like, what is he doing but right looks like he knows what he's doing um so so they the clippers have a big man problem they have a problem at center if cousins is fit not only mm-hmm. is he probably in a better position than all of the other three buyout guys right now as a player uh, in mm-hmm. terms of what he can offer wherever he goes 
but you couple that with the fact that in the clippers he's solving a legitimate problem it's a great right. team already which can get so much better if this hole is plugged and right. cousins if it can absolutely plug that hole so he'd have the biggest impact by far um lakers listen it's a nice uh extra option to have over and above mm-hmm. anthony davis and lebron but if ad and lebron are back it genuinely doesn't matter who else they're playing like if it wasn't drummond they'd, they'd sign some lesser known big man but who can defend well in the paint doesn't offer much on scoring they'll live with it yeah you you live with it so it's not it's not a quantum leap for the lakers mm-hmm. it's a nice buffer option to have and same with the nets i mean aldridge blake griffin who's going to when you have kevin durant kyrie and james harden what's your dependency really on anyone else yeah and Except i think the current big guy the deandre jordan is and nick claxton as well who's been playing yeah kind of the 4 5 role i think both of them are better, at yeah. the moment better than griffin sure. and aldridge for sure yeah so yeah i got to agree i think cousins really uh, substantially increases the value of the clippers team and they look like a real strong team now i know i have had my fair share of criticism of the clippers squad but they are looking really good yeah right we'll see now. let's get to the playoffs <laughs> all right it was a nice discussion about the buyout market but that's all i have for you today and we'll catch up tomorrow all right man cheers